Act Five of the Tragical History of Dr. Faustus from the Quarto of sixteen sixteen by Christopher Marlowe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One: Thunder and Lightning. Enter devils with covered dishes. Mephistopheles leads them into Faustus' study. Then enter Wagner. I think my master means to die shortly. He has made his will and given me his wealth, his house, his goods, and store of golden plate besides two thousand ducats ready coined. I wonder what he means. If death were nigh, he would not frolic thus. He's now at supper with the scholars, where there's such belly-cheer as Wagner in his life ne'er saw the like. And see where they come. Belike the feast is ended. Exit. Enter Faustus, Mephistopheles, and two or three scholars. Master Dr. Faustus, since a conference about fair ladies, which was the beautifulest in the world, we have determined with ourselves that Helen of Greece was the admirablest lady that ever lived. Therefore, Master Doctor, if you will do us so much favour as to let us see that peerless dame of Greece, whom all the world admires for majesty, we would think ourselves much beholding unto you. Gentlemen, for that I know your friendship is unfeigned, it is not Faustus' custom to deny the just request of those that wish him well. You shall behold that peerless dame of Greece, no otherwise for pomp or majesty than when Sir Paris crossed the seas with her and brought the spoils to rich Dardania. Be silent, then, for danger is in words. Music sounds. Mephistopheles brings in Helen. She passeth over the stage. Was this fair Helen, whose admired worth made Greece with ten years' war afflict poor Troy? Too simple is my wit to tell her worth, whom all the world admires for majesty. Now we have seen the pride of nature's work. We'll take our leaves, and for this blessed sight, happy and blessed be Faustus evermore. Gentlemen, farewell. The same wish I to you. Exeunt Scholars Scene 2. Enter an old man. O oh, gentle Faustus, leave this damned art, this magic that will charm thy soul to hell, and quite bereave thee of salvation. Though thou hast now offended like a man, do not persevere in it like a devil. Yet, yet thou hast an amiable soul, if sin by custom grow not into nature. Then, Faustus, will repentance come too late? then thou art banished from the sight of heaven. No mortal can express the pains of hell. It may be this my exhortation seems harsh and all unpleasant. Let it not, for, gentle son, I speak it not in wrath or envy of thee, but in tender love and pity of thy future misery, and so have hoped that this, my kind rebuke, checking thy body, may amend thy soul. Where art thou, Faustus, 
Wretch, what hast thou done? Hell claims his right, and with a roaring voice says, Faustus, come, thine hour is almost come. And Faustus now will come to do thee right. Mephistophilus gives him a dagger. Oh, stay, good Faustus, stay thy desperate steps. I see an angel hover o'er thy head, and with a vial full of precious grace offers to pour the same into thy soul. Then call for mercy and avoid despair. O oh, friend, I feel thy words to comfort my distressed soul. Leave me a while to ponder on my sins. Faustus, I leave thee, but with grief of heart, fearing the enemy of thy hapless soul. Exit. Accursed Faustus, wretch, what hast thou done? I do repent, and yet I do despair. Hell strives with grace for conquest in my breast. What shall I do to shun the snares of death? Thou traitor, Faustus, I arrest thy soul for disobedience to my sovereign lord. Revolt, or I'll in piecemeal tear thy flesh. I, I do repent I e'er offended him. Sweet Mephistophilus, entreat thy lord to pardon my unjust presumption, and with my blood again I will confirm the former vow I made to Lucifer. Do it, then, Faustus, with unfeigned heart, lest greater dangers do attend thy drift. Torment, sweet friend, that base and aged man, that durst dissuade me from thy Lucifer, with greatest torments that our hell affords. His faith is great. I cannot touch his soul. But what I may afflict his body with, I will attempt, which is but little worth. One thing good servant let me crave of thee to glut the longing of my heart's desire that i may have unto my paramour that heavenly helen which i saw of late whose sweet embraces may extinguish clean those thoughts that do dissuade me from my vow and keep my oath i made to lucifer this or what else my faustus shall desire shall be performed in twinkling of an eye re-enter helen passing over the stage between two cupids was this the face that launched a thousand ships and burnt the topless towers of ilium sweet helen make me immortal with a kiss kisses her her lips suck forth my soul see where it flies come helen Come, give me my soul again. Here will I dwell, for heaven is in these lips, And all is dross that is not Helena. I will be Paris, and for love of thee, Instead of Troy shall Wittenberg be sacked, And I will combat with weak Menelaus, And wear thy colours on my plumed crest. Yea, I will wound Achilles in the heel, And then return to Helen for a kiss. Oh, thou art fairer than the evening air, clad in the beauty of a thousand stars. 
Brighter art thou than flaming Jupiter when he appeared to hapless Semele, more lovely than the monarch of the sky in wanton Arethusa's azured arms, and none but thou shalt be my paramour. Exeunt. Scene three. Thunder. Enter Lucifer, Belzebub, and Mephistophilus. Thus from infernal dis do we ascend to view the subjects of our monarchy, those souls which sin seals the black sons of hell, mong which as chief Faustus. We come to thee, bringing with us lasting damnation to wait upon thy soul. The time is come which makes it forfeit and this gloomy night here in this room will wretched faustus be and here will stay to mark him how he doth demean himself how should he but in desperate lunacy fond wordling now his heart blood dries with grief his conscience kills it and his labouring brain begets a world of idle fantasies to overreach the devil but all in vain his store of pleasures may be sourced with pain. He and his servant Wagner are at hand. Both come from drawing Faustus's last will. See where they come. Enter Faustus and Wagner. Say, Wagner, thou hast perused my will. How dost thou like it? Sir, so wondrous well, as in all humble duty I do yield my life and lasting service for your love. Gramercy, Wagner. Enter scholars. Welcome, gentlemen. Now, worthy Faustus, methinks your looks are changed. Oh, gentlemen. What ails Faustus? Ah, oh, my sweet chamber fellow, had I lived with thee, then had I lived still, but now must die eternally. Look, sirs, comes he not? Comes he not? Oh, my dear Faustus, what imports this fear? Is all our pleasure turned to melancholy? He is not well with being over-solitary. If it be so, we'll have physicians, and Faustus shall be cured. Tis but a surfeit, sir. Fear nothing. A surfeit of deadly sin, that hath damned both body and soul. Yet, Faustus, look up to heaven, and remember, mercy is infinite. But Faustus' offence can ne'er be pardoned. The serpent that tempted Eve may be saved, but not Faustus. O gentlemen, hear me with patience, and tremble not at my speeches. Though my heart pant and quiver to remember that I have been a student here these thirty years, oh, would I had never seen Wittenberg, never read book. And what wonders I have done all Germany can witness, yea, all the world, for which Faustus hath lost both Germany and the world, yea, heaven itself, heaven, the seat of God, the throne of the blessed, the kingdom of joy, and must remain in hell for ever. Oh, hell for ever! Sweet friends, what shall become of Faustus being in hell for ever? Yet, Faustus, call on God. On God, whom Faustus hath abjured, on God, whom Faustus hath blasphemed. Oh, my God, I would weep. But the devil draws in my tears. 
gush forth blood instead of tears, yea, life and soul. Oh, he stays my tongue. I would lift up my hands, but see, they hold em, they hold em. Who, Faustus? Why, Lucifer and Mephistophilus. Oh, gentlemen, I gave them my soul for my cunning. Oh, God forbid. God forbade it, indeed, but Faustus hath done it. For the vain pleasure of four-and-twenty years hath Faustus lost eternal joy and felicity. I writ them a bill with mine own blood. The date is expired. This is the time, and he will fetch me. Why did not Faustus tell us of this before, that divines might have prayed for thee? Oft have I thought to have done so, but the devil threatened to tear me in pieces if I named God to fetch me body and soul if I once gave ear to divinity. And now tis too late. Gentlemen, away, lest you perish with me. Oh, what may we do to save Faustus? Talk not of me, but save yourselves and depart. God will strengthen me. I will stay with Faustus. Tempt not God, sweet friend, but let us into the next room and pray for him. Ay, pray for me. Pray for me. And what noise soever you hear, come not unto me, for nothing can rescue me. Pray thou, and we will pray that God may have mercy upon thee. Gentlemen, farewell. If I live till morning, I'll visit you. If not, Faustus is gone to hell. Faustus, farewell. Exeunt scholars. I, Faustus. Now thou hast no hope of heaven. Therefore despair, think only upon hell, for that must be thy mansion, there to dwell. O oh, thou bewitching fiend, t'was thy temptation hath robbed me of eternal happiness. I do confess it, Faustus, and rejoice. T'was I that, when thou wert in the way to heaven, damned up thy passage, when thou tookst the book to view the scriptures, then I turned the leaves, and led thine eye. What? Weep'st thou? Tis too late. Despair. Farewell. Fools that will laugh on earth must weep in hell. Exit. Enter good angel and evil angel at several doors. O oh, Faustus, if thou hadst given air to me... Innumerable choice that followed thee, but thou didst love the world. Gave ear to me, and now must taste hell pains perpetually. Oh, what will all thy richest pleasures, pomps avail thee now? Nothing but vex thee more to want in hell that had on earth such store. Oh, thou hast lost celestial happiness. Pleasures unspeakable, blessed without end, had so effected sweet divinity, hell or the devil had had no power on thee, hadst thou kept on that way, Faustus, behold. Music, while a throne descends. In what resplendent glory thus had set, in yonder throne, like those bright shining saints, and triumph over hell, thus thou lost, and now, poor soul, must I good angel of thee? The jaws of hell are open to receive thee. Exit. The throne ascends. Now, Faustus, 
Let thine eyes with horror stare. Hell is discovered. Into that vast perpetual torture-house. There are the furies, Tossing damned souls on burning forks. There bodies boil in lead. There are live quarters, Broiling on the coals, That ne'er can die. This ever-burning chair Is for the o'er-tortured souls To rest them in. These that are fed With sops of flaming fire Were gluttons, And loved only delicates, And laughed To see the poor starve At their gates. But yet all these are nothing. Thou shalt see ten thousand tortures that more horrid be. Oh, I have seen enough to torture me. Nay, thou must feel them, taste the smart of all. He that loves pleasure must for pleasure fall. And so I leave thee, Faustus, till anon. Then wilt thou tumble in confusion. Exit. Hell disappears. The clock strikes eleven. Oh, Faustus, now hast thou but one bare hour to live, and then thou must be damned perpetually. Stand still, you ever-moving spheres of heaven, that time may cease and midnight never come. Fair nature's eye, rise, rise again, and make perpetual day. Or let this hour be but a year, a month, a week, a natural day, that Faustus may repent and save his soul. Oh, lente, lente curite noctis equi. The stars move still. Time runs, the clock will strike, the devil will come, and Faustus must be damned. Oh, I'll leap up to heaven. Who pulls me down? See where Christ's blood streams in the firmament. One drop of blood will save me. Oh, my Christ! Rend not my heart for naming of my Christ, yet will I call on him. Oh, spare me, Lucifer! Where is it now? Tis gone. And see a threatening arm, an angry brow. Mountains and hills, come, come and fall on me, and hide me from the heavy wrath of heaven. No? Then will I headlong run into the earth, gape, earth. Oh, no, it will not arbor me. You stars that reigned at my nativity, whose influence hath allotted death and hell, now draw up faustus like a foggy mist into the entrails of yon labouring clouds that when you vomit forth into the air my limbs may issue from your smoky mouths but let my soul mount and ascend to heaven the clock strikes the half hour oh half the hour is past twill all be past anon Oh, if my soul must suffer for my sin, impose some end to my incessant pain. Let Faustus live in hell a thousand years, a hundred thousand, and at last be saved. No end is limited to damned souls. Why wert thou not a creature wanting soul? 
or why is this immortal that thou hast o pythagoras metempsychosis were that true this soul should fly from me and i be changed into some brutish beast all beasts are happy for when they die their souls are soon dissolved in elements but mine must live still to be plagued in hell cursed be the parents that engendered me no faustus curse thyself curse lucifer that hath deprived thee of the joys of heaven the clock strikes twelve it strikes it strikes now body turn to air or lucifer will bear thee quick to hell o soul be changed into small water drops and fall into the ocean ne'er be found thunder enter devils o mercy heaven look not so fierce on me adders and serpents let me breathe a while ugly hell gape not come not lucifer i'll burn my books oh mephistopheles exeunt devils with faustus scene four enter scholars come gentlemen let us go visit faustus for such a dreadful night was never seen since first the world's creation did begin such fearful shrieks and cries were never heard pray heaven the doctor have escaped the danger oh help us heaven see here are faustus limbs all torn asunder by the hand of death the devils whom faustus served have torn him thus for twixt the hours of twelve and one methought i heard him shriek and call aloud for help at which self-time the house seemed all on fire with dreadful horror of these damned fiends well gentlemen though faustus end be such as every christian heart laments to think on yet for he was a scholar once admired for wondrous knowledge in our german schools will give his mangled limbs due burial and all the students clothed in mourning black shall wait upon his heavy funeral Exeunt. Scene five into chorus cut is the branch that might have grown full straight and burned is apollo's laurel bough that sometimes grew within this learned man faustus is gone regard his hellish fall whose fiendful fortune may exhort the wise only to wonder at unlawful things whose deepness doth entice such forward wits to practice more than heavenly power permits exit terminat ora diem terminat auctor opus end of act five end of the tragical history of dr faustus from the quarter of sixteen sixteen by christopher marlowe